It's time for a new adventure. Welcome back to another episode of Adventures in Business. This is one of your hosts, Amy Zander with Zedia Media, and I am flying solo here today. Lisa's off doing something fun, but that's okay. She'll be back next week. So I'm going to do the introduction. I'm going to dive right into talking about who we have today. So our guest is Karen Bedford with Karen Bedford Consulting. So she is a leadership and communications expert, and she works with mid-level leaders of businesses of all sizes, including nonprofits. So welcome to the show, Karen. Thank you so much, Amy. I'm so happy to have this opportunity to really talk about my business and to share some of the things I'm really passionate about. Yes, we're very excited to have you here. So why don't we just dive right in and start telling our listeners about you and what you do? About five months ago, I decided to become an independent consultant, started my own business, but I really have been consulting within organizations my entire career. And I've focused on really leadership coaching and training and uh, just ways that companies can thrive when they invest in their employees. And you said that you work with employee or businesses of all sizes, including nonprofits, right? Yep, absolutely. And um, and so in my background, I worked for Michigan State University. I worked at um, Peckham. I worked at a re- the MERS, the Retirement Fund for Municipalities, lots of different companies. And in all of those roles, I focused on talent development and um, talent acquisition. And so I, um, you know, have have done this type of work for many years. And I was really thrilled uh, last fall when I made the dis- made the took the leap, made the decision to start my own consulting business to do that type of work. And how has that gone so far? You know, it has gone wonderful. I have a lot of clients, people I used to work with, people I've met along the way through my network. I also work with another consulting firm, and so that partnership has really proved beneficial. So I like the um, learning about being an independent contractor and really being able to venture into working with lots of organizations uh, that I might not have otherwise. So if a business is thinking that they might need your services for you to come in and help them and coach them and give them some of these skills, what are some of the things or the, the pains that they might be experiencing before they realize or when they realize they need somebody like you to come in and help them? For instance, um, a recent client where they're about to embark on their annual performance reviews and they were seeing that the supervisors were not necessarily consistent. You know, we have lenient raters, we have uh, more strict raters and how they were doing that was really all over the board. And so they wanted to have greater consistency for that process. So that was just an example of they had me come in and teach how to, you know, how to rate people in a performance review process and how to have greater consistency. Another other pain points might be where somebody is promoted into a leadership role and it's the first time for them to be supervising others. And they are wanting to learn all, you know, not just go to classes to learn how to be a strong leader, but they really want that individual coaching support. And so those are some of the pain points where employers might say, hey, 
Kieran Bedford Consulting would be a good resource to really invest in my employees. Okay. So in that particular instance, the, the company would pay for your services to work with an individual person in the company, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. But individuals can also just hire, hire you to work one mm-hmm. on one with them as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I have client clients that are um, company paid clients. And I also have individuals who reach out to me. And often those individuals are in a career transition. I do work with a lot of individuals who are looking to um, make a transition from their current line of work to a new line of work from one employer to another employer. And I do work with those individuals. Um, sometimes they're, um, they just want to make a transition within where they're currently working and they want to focus on their individual skills and how to maybe advance within their organization. Okay. All right. So in working with all of these different types of people in different organizations, is there a common theme across the board that you're seeing that people are really wanting to improve upon a a particular skill that seems to be trending? So actually it is working uh, with a multi-generations and, uh, you know, we have our baby boomers, our traditionalists, our millennials, Gen X, Gen Z, all of that. And with that amount of diversity and within our organizations or with our partners, you know, with business partners, it really has uh, created uh, some challenges for individuals. So I think that that to me is the strongest theme that I'm seeing is how to work with such a diverse, not just amongst the generations, but um, all sorts of different aspects of diversity. Uh, I think that 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 is spot on. I think we talk a lot about that in our show and being really important. I also think, and I could be wrong because I'm not an expert in this area, but it seems like now more than ever before, we are concentrating on being better about working with with uh, diversity, no matter what that is, like you said, different generations or what that diversity is. Whereas I think a few generations ago or decades ago, it just wasn't wasn't on everybody's radar. Yeah. And I think that is also because of the lower unemployment rates where people are really looking at, you know, what systems can change, what processes can change. And we saw through COVID how quickly organizations were forced to think outside the box and do things differently. And so I think that um, all of those things combined has motivated leaders and employers to really um, question the status quo of how they've done things in the past and how to do them differently. We know now that uh, employees are transitioning between employers at a much more rapid pace than they ever have been before. Some statistics say that it's um, like every 2.9 years, people are making some type of transition either internally or moving between employers. And so with that being the climate in which we are finding ourselves in, it is causing employers to really think about, well, you know, how can I tap into uh, the full range of talent that I have here? How can we transition somebody from one role to another role? What are they interested in doing? You know, what kind of career pathways can we create? to really um, take advantage 
of the people that we have now and to attract uh, other employees to our workforce. Right. And I would imagine also wanting to focus on retention. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and um, most of the data is showing that people want to be invested in. They want to see that development that could be provided by their employer. That is a huge aspect of retention. They want to see that the person that they're reporting to is um, able to give them good quality feedback and how they could grow and how they could expand. And it's a huge motivator, more so than um, total compensation or wages, all of that. It's a huge motivator. Yes, I think that that's another trend that we're seeing more and more is that the the workplace environment, the mental health, all those kinds of things are are much more important to people than what the the wage that will never not be important, but all those factors are are, are yeah. And I, I've I've uh, we've heard from lots of people on the show and just people in general that have said that one of the other things that the pandemic kind of brought to the forefront was mental health in in all aspects of our life, and people are talking about it more, realizing it's more important. So that's another factor that people are really considering the workplace environment. Yeah, absolutely. And so having um, psychologically safe workspaces, uh, working for emotionally intelligent leaders. Uh, when I when I um, involved with hiring and talent acquisition, I hear candidates time and again. They are just done working in dysfunctional, you know, toxic environments, and they want to work at a place where they know that they could thrive and their coworkers are thriving. Right. And so now more than ever, people are like, you know, their mental health is just not worth it to them to, um, you know, whatever, there's no amount of compensation right now. Mm -hmm. Really are looking at a good, healthy environment in which they can grow, which they can develop and utilize their strengths. Yeah. So now that we've piqued everybody's interest and they've been hearing about some of the things that you do, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and find out more. So people can reach out to me at KarenBedfordConsulting.com. They can also email me at just Karen at KarenBedfordConsulting.com. And they can reach out to me in those ways. And I'm happy to talk to individuals and, uh, you know, jump on a Zoom call or a Teams call and happy to chat with people about, you know, what their interests are, how they might want to take advantage of leadership coaching or training and and just really what the possibilities are. For our listeners, just so you know, if you're driving or, or you know, not watching this right now, Karen spells her name C-A-R-Y-N. So if you're looking for that, it's Karen Bedford Consulting. And of course, as always, we'll have the links on, in our show notes so you can find her that way. Let's take a brief pause right here to hear from our sponsors today. Mid-Michigan business owners, do you have your business and family legally covered with things like a business succession plan, estate plan, a will, or a trust? What about a special needs trust for someone you love? Katrina Hofstetter, founding attorney at Cornerstone Legal, specializes in all of these things. She has in-depth knowledge and a passion for special needs trusts for people who need extra care. 
If you want to leave money for them but don't want that money to disqualify them from needs-based government benefits, such as Medicaid and Supplemental Security Income, a special needs trust can ensure he or she remains eligible for benefit programs that have an asset limit. Examples of supplemental needs are costs for sitters, companions, and dental or medical expenses not covered by Medicare or Medicaid. Do you have a loved one that requires a special needs trust? Katrina can meet you in person or virtually and can be reached at cornerstonelegalpllc.com or 517-708-2222. Katrina also provides estate plans, wills, probate administration, business planning, and succession. Contact Cornerstone Legal for all of your business or estate legal needs. cornerstonelegalpllc.com or 517-708-2222. Building your foundation, building your confidence, Cornerstone Legal. Hey, Mid-Michigan, it's almost time for the second annual Marketing Summit, the place where you get all of your news about the latest trends in several areas of marketing by Mid-Michigan area marketing experts. These people are at the top of their game. So if you've got a business, a side hustle, a podcast, a book you want to promote, or something that the world needs to know about, this is the place to be. You are not going to want to miss this. So many amazing marketing tips, information, golden nuggets, and of course, lots and lots of prizes. Tickets are on sale right now at ZediaMedia.com. That's Z-E-E-D-I-A Media.com. The event is on Thursday, May 11th, 2023 at the gorgeous 1111 Event Center inside the Lansing Mall. You are not going to want to miss this. Hurry up and get your tickets today. Again, that's at ZediaMedia.com. Hope to see you there. Your presence will be honored. Your absence will be noted. So Karen, if there is a person in a, in a, in a company who feels like they, or maybe their bosses or coworkers or somebody in the company could really benefit from your services, but it's not really on the decision makers radar. What are some things that they could do or say, like some tips on how to kind of broach the topic with, with the people that would make the decision to hire you? I think that they need to uh, identify what they're thinking training or coaching could do for a return, you know, the return on investment. In fact, that comes up all the time. How will this expenditure of time and money, how will it translate into like better customer service, greater employee satisfaction, higher revenue, all of that. And so I think that it's helpful to, you know, think like the decision maker. And think like, what's in it for them? How is this investment going to translate into something that's really meaningful for that decision maker? And we have seen this time and time again, is that when just when they do invest in people in this way, it always translates into a positive outcome for that employer. And it does translate into... Um, great higher levels of retention for employees into greater work performance, higher productivity, better quality, all of that. So really focus on what, you know, what is 
what's in it, not just for the person that would like these resources, but what's in it for the entire organization or the decision maker. So you said in the beginning that about five months ago was when you really started doing um, this on your own. I'm sure it was in the works for quite a while. Uh, So have you ever worked with somebody who wants to transition from working for somebody else to working for themselves? So I have, you know, throughout my career, talked to people who wanted to become independent contractors, independent consultants, that type of thing. And I always emphasize that People should go after what they're passionate about, but they should go into it with their eyes wide open. And uh, when I first went through my coach training program, uh, they said there was a lot of people who would go through the coach training program and then immediately quit their employment and not have a a stream of clients coming to them. And then they would get, they would have, uh, you know, some problems with their income flow. And so uh, I would say, really do some planning and, and really, really think about um, how to develop a pipeline of potential clients and where that income revenue is, um, income stream is going to come from. Uh, For myself, I actually consulted with uh, the small business development center here in Lansing, and they were extremely beneficial to me. I also talked with other people who have gone this path before and do, did a lot of informational interviews. So I think that uh, it's not a decision you make on a whim or overnight. You have to really do some research and do some planning and preparation. So was there anything that you learned through the process that you either were maybe surprised about or not surprised about going through it yourself versus having coached people through it? Was there anything that I was surprised about? Yeah, like, because I mean, you you talk to people and it coached them about leaving a job and going out on their own and I'm, all the things that you had just mentioned are, are right and very helpful. But when you were actually doing it yourself, was, did you get a, um, other kind, some kind of other insight into it? The, the one thing for me that came up was a, it was a big transition from knowing exactly how much income I would have every month, yep. <laughs> not, not knowing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I had to really work on um, you know, on emotions and on my perception of things. And so that is something that um, I didn't, you know, experience before in coaching people until I went through it. Yeah. We, we've talked about that before. And that's one of the things that comes up is, is that uh, you have to get really comfortable with uncertainty as a yeah. business owner or a consultant, that kind of thing. Not just with the money, because that is a big part of it, but I was surprised on how emotional, like you said, being a business owner can be sometimes because uh, it's it's just everything's riding on you, right? And and also the freedom and terror sometimes of the fact <laughs> that like you get to call all the shots and yeah. make up all, all of your schedule and things like that. It's it's an, it's an amazing amount of freedom, but it's also a lot of responsibility. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's what I, that's what I talk to a lot of new business owners about is that just getting really comfortable with, with the fluctuation. And, and it's all, it's really, really exciting when you have a month where you're like, whoa, I made more money than I did last <laughs> month, or this is good. This is working, right? That's always the real exciting part. <laughs> oh yeah. And so I've already seen that ebb and flow since I started this last October. And, you know, it, it's a lot about just having that positive outlook, 
And knowing that when you put positive energy into your work, into what you're passionate about, you're going to see a return on that. People are going to catch on to that passion that you have, and they're going to be drawn towards you. And so I, I've seen this happen um, throughout, throughout that time and with some clients that I've consulted. And so it's continually looking at oppor- things as opportunities and not as obstacles. That's absolutely true. And also, I think one of the hardest things to realize when you first start out, no matter what industry you're, you're in, is that not every customer is worth having, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that too. I mean, some some customers can kind of suck the life out of you or nickel and dime you or don't have the right expectations or things like that. And I, I know when I first started, I, I would take every job that came my way because I was just trying to do everything and build my business. And and right. um, that I got burned a few times with that, but it was a good le- life lesson. And I took it and learned from it. And then I hopefully don't make those mistakes now or as often. Right. Um, and yes, those are very valuable lessons to learn. and. You know, we talk a lot about who's our ideal client and aligning ourselves up with that ideal client, the ones that really embrace what you provide to them. Right. And, you know, I've run into plenty of employers that don't necessarily, you know, see the value in some of the leadership development or coaching. And so those aren't my ideal client. I want to work with people who really understand how um, critical it can be to their bottom line. Blinding yourself with the right clients, that is definitely key. So you mentioned the SBDC, which is an amazing resource that we have here in Lansing. So are you involved in any like networking groups or found support in any other ways here in Lansing? Yeah. So since my clients typically are folks in the human resources field, I do uh, network with the Greater Lansing SHRM and we'll go to their events frequently. And that has opened up a lot of other doors to other individuals by going to those events. And I highly recommend that people do that type of networking and and get out in the community, go to other events and, um, and really meet people that, you know, bring those opportunities to you. Right. And for our listeners, explain a little bit about what SHRM is. SHRMS is, uh, there's a national organization, Society for Human Resource Management, and then there's chapters all around the country. And they, and so the, the national works along with the state and the local chapters to really bring education to human resource professionals and um, to give them those networking opportunities. All right. So we talked about your consulting and uh, your coaching, but you also do some workshops. The workshops that I do, I recently became a authorized partner with DISC. And DISC provides assessments that individuals can take to to really create some greater self-awareness of what their personality style is. Uh, They also, DISC also does the five behaviors of a cohesive team. They have assessments and workshops that correlate with those. So I uh, frequently am found uh, teaching DISC or five behaviors, both virtually and in person. And And all of these resources help people with their communication skills, help them to, you know, effectively uh, work with others and to really accomplish you know, the, the end goals that they have. 
So those, you'll see me doing those types of um, workshops, but I also love to do train the trainer. I love working with other trainers and helping them be better at either creating training or delivering training. Just a few, just a little bit about the workshops that I do. So I find things like DISC fascinating for one reason, like you said, self-awareness. But I also, I when I used to work in an offset, office setting before I owned my own business, um, I don't have the uh, experience so much anymore with DISC because I, I don't have, I don't work in a large office anymore. But what I found interesting is not only knowing my own DISC assessment, but if I was going into a meeting with somebody that I was working with, knowing what their DISC was, you know, so that I was like, okay, this is how I communicate, but this is also how this person communicates and like reviewing that. So I think it's really important in businesses when they do these types of personality assessments and things like that, that they share everybody's results company-wide and kind of start making it part of their culture that like, hey, pay attention to these things. It matters. And your meetings are going to go smoother and your results are going to get better if you are more aware of how that other person communicates. Yeah. In fact, one of my clients right now, we're going through the series of workshops and they're looking at how it will help them communicate better with each other as well as with their membership mm-hmm. and, uh, and with their board of directors. And, and DISC has recently moved uh, a lot of resources to an online tool, DISC on Catalyst. And you can get in there and you can run comparison reports between yourself and your coworkers. Oh. Yeah. And, and it's the, probably the thing that um, people who have used it have found to be the most valuable. They can identify where others in their organization lie within this, uh, the DISC Everything map, and they can run those reports. There's lots of tips in the reports on how to modify your communication style in order to get a better end result in your relationships and your interactions with others. That's fantastic. I, I would be very curious to, to, to yeah. have access to something like that. Yeah, nice. Cool. So what are you looking forward to in 2023? You know, I'm really looking forward to uh, continuing to build my business as an independent consultant to align myself with my ideal client. I'm doing a lot of networking with people that I have met over the years and with different places I've worked. And I'm really excited about the doors that are opening and the potential to really bring uh, what, you know, expertise I have in this, you know, in this regard with communication and leadership. I'm really excited about bringing that to those clients. What's one thing that people are generally surprised to find out about you? Hmm. <laughs> well, what Put I you like, on the spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I am really passionate about, you know, transformations. I mean, underneath the training and the coaching is this passion for helping people get to the next level, helping people to really transform from, you know, maybe who and what they did in the past is something new and opening up new doors. But I also think about transformations in regards to uh, home improvement. I am an HGTV junkie and I I, um, continually am thinking of 
different projects, either for myself, my friends or family and just different um, ideas. And I love to, to do those type, types of things and get my husband involved too, because he's very handy and we work on some of those together. Excellent. My husband and I work on a lot of home projects too. We have a like 1860s farmhouse, so really old. So it's always needing updating. <laughs> yeah. Imagine. Yeah. yeah. What, what project did you do recently that you really loved? Recently was on our mudroom. So we had a closet that was really kind of in the way, like it made the room smaller and uh, there's laundry in there too. So we just got rid, we got rid of the closet. We got rid of the boxiness of that and, and put up uh, a back backdrop on the wall and hooks and a bench. And it just is so much more functional in that room. We did the exact same thing in our mudroom. <laughs> yeah. When you walk in the door, there was this closet right in front of you and it was always in yeah. the way and the doors were opening into the other doors and all that stuff. Yeah. So we removed it, put in a bench, we did the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. So yeah. I recently saw a picture of it and I was like, oh yeah, there was a closet there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. All right. So before we wrap up, is there anything you want to tell our listeners that we haven't talked about and also maybe include a piece of wise advice for somebody who uh, might be thinking about doing a transition or needing your services or just thinking about doing something new? Well, one thing that uh, we've talked about my coaching coaching expertise, but I wanted to just share a little bit more about that because yeah. the program that I went through is with the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching. I highly recommend it to anyone else that's looking, for, looking into becoming a coach, uh, any type of coach. Um, it can be utilized for career, leadership, life coaching, um, business coaching, anything. But the core foundation of that program is on energy. And they teach you about how your energy impacts you and the people around you. And they talk about seven different levels of energy. So uh, I utilize that quite heavily in my coaching practice and it has been like light bulbs go off for people when they can really see uh, and assess themselves as to where they, where their energy is resonating and how it is maybe um, holding them back from where they really want to go and uh, how they can maybe release some negative energy so that it opens up new doors for them. So that is really a core foundation of my philosophy, um, whether it's with coaching or with training or, you know, uh, consulting. Excellent. Yeah. And as far as advice for others, I just uh, really want to encourage people to have that philosophy that uh, everything is an opportunity. Uh, even things that might look like they are obstacles or look like they are setbacks, uh, just really think about how all of it is an opportunity for you to maybe go in brand new directions that you had never thought possible. But in the end, you'll see, you'll be able to look back and say, oh, now, now I get it. Now I know why that happened. It led me to something even greater. Very, very good words of advice. For anybody looking, well, for anybody really, for what they're doing, especially if somebody's looking to make, do something different, branch out, take a leap, uh, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So Karen, thank you so much for joining us on the show. It's been great. I've loved learning more about what you're doing. 
Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity and I look forward to connecting with all those who might be listening in and want to reach out. Yeah, absolutely. And um, just to reiterate that, so you can contact Karen at KarenBedfordConsulting.com. Karen spells her name C-A-R-Y-N. And uh, even if you're just wondering what the heck all this coaching stuff is about, or is this for me or how this might help me, you can get a hold of her and have a brief conversation and find out more about it. So I encourage all of our listeners to reach out to Karen and find out more about what she does and how it might be able to help you. So Karen, thanks again and have a great day. Thank you. You too. And thank you to all our listeners for joining us again on another adventure in business. We release new episodes every Wednesday. You can find us at zediamedia.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We hope you have a great day. And as always, go out and make it an adventure. This is a Zedia Media Production.